are in. We in. This is the Chris and Kyle show special spoiler episode. We are doing a Netflix rom-com trio. It's an amalgam. It's an amalgam. Of it's an amalgam. Some of three separate movies. We are going to be talking about uh, the summer of rom-com on Netflix. Kind of all these movies came out. Maybe not summer, but like the last like three or four months, probably mm-hmm. they all came out. Mm-hmm. We were talking about set it up to all the boys I've loved before, and Sierra Burgess is a loser, and most importantly, the meteoric rise of Noah Centineo. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, who is starred in two out of 66% two, of these movies. Two, 60. Yeah. <laughs> Math. So 67.3% or whatever. 67, I, yeah. I think. Whatever it is. Um, so I got some, I got the, I got the deets on the films. We're going to talk about them. Uh, what order you want to do this dude? Uh, let's do worst to first. No, I kind of want to do Sierra Burgess last cause it's nuts. Well, okay, so 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 first to worst. Oh, we can do that. Yeah, we can yeah. do that. So okay, we'll start off with uh, to all the boys I've loved before. Yeah, we'll do to all the boys that I've loved before, first. which is hands down the best movie out of of out these of the three? three. I like the setup more than you do, but yes, it's the best. Or set okay. it up. Sorry. All right. Um. So it is set it up. Yeah, not set the it up. Setup. I keep saying the setup, but it's set it up. Yeah, but. We'll talk about that movie next. Okay, all right. To, to all, all the, the boys, boys I've, I've loved, loved before. before. Here's your your details. Uh, Give me them, dog. Directed by uh, Susan Johnson, written by Sofia Alvarez. Neither of them really have a lot in their past histories. Um, it's based on a novel by uh, Jenny Han. Um, I, I based that pronunciation off of Han Solo. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it's Jenny Han. I assume <laughs> it's Han. Um, acting uh, stars... You've got the lead, uh, the character of Lara Jean is played by Lana Condor, mm. who you may recognize as Jubilee in X-Men Apocalypse. Um, as I mentioned before, everyone's favorite new star, Noah Centineo, plays Peter. Um, uh, the other male character, Josh, was played by Israel Broussard from Happy so, Death Day. Okay, so back it up. Noah Centin- Centineo. Yeah. Not not Centano, not Centino. I I mean, Santino. I'm not a pronunciation genius. But <laughs> from the spelling, I am assuming. Okay, it is this Centineo. that boy, uh, Hot Noah. Hot Noah. <laughs> but as he will henceforth be known on every episode of the Chris and Kyle show forever. It's hot Noah. Hot Noah. <laughs> that dude blew up. I mean, yeah. Like, is it, he's so like, he's like on like, the cover of GQ and shit. Yeah, he's all over the place, and it's basically from two Netflix rom coms. Yeah, he was. Like in the Fosters, and then all of a sudden, like these two movies came out. And I mean, to his credit, I mean it, it's it's just desserts. I mean, this dude is charismatic. He's super shit. charismatic. He's very yeah. likable guy. Yeah. And like I don't, I don't know I, I he seems a little he might he might be being typecasted because of these two roles. He's kind of similar in both of them. He's just a very likable hot dude. <laughs> Can just desserts be used in a good way? I'm not sure if I use no, that you phrase. No, you probably. I th- yeah, no. Like just desserts is usually you made it seem like, like revenge. Him, you you know? made it seem like just him becoming is a like, star was him being punished for being attractive, which makes no sense. Well, because usually just desserts is like is like justice served. Yeah. Right. So he's getting his just dinner. He earned <laughs> everything that, that he's getting. Joke. He's a, he's a really great. <laughs> he's a really good. Uh, he's a really good actor. Really talented dude, really yeah. charismatic, and he's. I I like. Uh, there's there's certain people that I get excited to see on screen, and, and he's one of them. And I'm one of like I love seeing new and young actors and like anticipating what they're gonna do next. Mm-hmm. So like, where does he go from here? From mm-hmm. these two rom rom coms, mm-hmm. 
male lead in rom-coms. Where, where's he going to go after this? How long until he's on the rumor list for playing a superhero? Because you know it's going to happen. <laughs> it happens to all of them. All the young male leads end up being like, he might play, you know. I don't know. They're all taken, but I'm sure there'll be somebody. He'll be the next Spider-Man. Not really. I'd rather see him in like Tom Holland forever. In like a like a Star Wars movie. Ooh. I feel like he would like slide right into that universe. Yo, I feel John like Favreau's would. got the TV show coming out, and Ryan Johnson has his own trilogy. Either one, I'd be excited to see him in the cast list for. That's pretty cool. Oh wait, the new we the news came out today. He's gonna be in the Charlie's Angel movie. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah, he's gonna be in that. So that's like his okay. next thing. He's already moving up. Into like bigger budget. That's right. Stuff. I'm not super hyped for that, but no, like but if, it's if, like you know, it's like a if, it's like a blockbuster style thing. If I found out that he was like uh, going to be some like offshoot character in a spinoff Star Wars movie, I'd be like, yeah, that's that'd be I'd rather really I'd rather cool. see him. Um, I don't know. I, I, it, for some reason, that it, it seems like he would fit that bill more. You know, I'd, I would rather. Oh yeah, no, I think he'd be really good at it. Yeah, I, as hot as he is, I don't want to see him in tights. You know. <laughs> He is playing one of Charlie's Angels. He's one of the he's one of the ladies. <laughs> <laughs> that is not true. That was a joke. I'm he's playing reporting. all three Charlie's Angels. <laughs> uh, the next Charlie actor, the, Angel. the next actor on the list was someone that you kind of wanted to shout out. His name is Israel Broussard. He played Josh, but he's from Happy Death Day. So he's yeah okay so yeah he's in Happy Death Day, and he's for sure the best actor in that film. He's like he's the best performance is given by him, and he's it is more. Do you think charismatic. he's better than Noah? No no no, no. he's best. Oh, in, in Happy, Happy Death, Death Day. Day. Gotcha. What I'm saying. Um, and Happy Death Day, and it's kind of not that bad of a movie. I, I watched seen it. it. I don't really know anything about so it. So I watched Happy Death Day on a plane, which is kind of like the certain environments will Listen. affect how you watch a movie and like affect your movie experience. And I feel like the like watching a movie on an airplane or watching a TV show, whatever, on an airplane, you're glued into it. Yeah, like, I discovered I Brooklyn like Nine Nine so on an airplane more... and never looked back. Yeah, yeah, never it, looked back. It's that so much amazing. easier. Like I've. So out of, I think, the last five movies that I've watched on an airplane, I've cried to three of them. Wow. Public crying. Happy Death Day was not one of them. Ha- public crying in the sky. I felt bad for the people next to me, dude. I was like, <laughs> they probably Were feel like uncomfortable, but I'm not going to not cry to Love, Simon, you know? Oh, dude. Love, Simon was amazing. Oh, my goodness. Very good. Oh, my goodness. Very good so movie. Good. Very, maybe we'll do talk about the movie another time. but uh, <laughs> it, It's kind of weird because it it's in the vein of the genre of these movies. Love Simon is. It's kind of a high school coming of age. I when I watched At Love least Simon, two I, of them, not set it up. It well, isn't like that, but uh, when I watched Love Simon, the entire time I thought it was a John Green movie. Interesting. Uh, do you know who John Green is? Uh, he's the he's one of the vlog brothers who got super famous on uh, YouTube, and he wrote uh, the novel as I, I think the screenplay as well for um, The Fault in Our Stars. Oh, but the okay, entire okay, movie, okay. I was like, it's yeah. very the fault. In Our so Stars. I've never fe- seen Fault in Our Stars, but I know like the vibe of it. Motherfucker, if I could recommend yeah, one person so the Fault in Our Stars. At this point, I'm not seeing it despite you. Um, okay, rob yourself of that experience. <laughs> uh, I had one last. I'm not recommending it for me. Actually, I, yeah. I want to enjoy it with you. Yeah. I'd watch it. I'd All watch right, it we can watch you. it together. Uh, I had one last actor from this movie to shout out and that's John Corbett who plays um, the lead's dad he plays Dr. Covey he's the parenthood man my, no yeah well I, I don't think that's what he's most known for but he's the he's from my big fat Greek wedding and sex in the city mm-hmm. but we probably both I, I didn't know that you had watched any of parenthood but I love the show I, parenthood I don't know man I, I, I feel like I might you have like it. a very specific memory of him in parenthood that, well like I feel like I might have 
seen a couple episodes or I've yeah. seen, I've like, we, maybe I was watching viewer, it. I, that's you, what I think. My maybe that's what happened. Yeah. Know. But yeah, he's no most known for my big fat Greek wedding, but yeah. it just kind of, I, I kind of like when, when people who are in, you know, movies in like the seventies, eighties, nineties, just play random parents. Yeah. Now I think it's kind of cool. That's Which you, you see a lot in uh, Sarah Burgess. Oh yeah. Sierra oh, yeah. Burgess. God, yeah. I'm going to keep saying that. I'm gonna uh, say that in I the mean, you kind of see it in love Simon with, uh, Jennifer Garner and um, was it Timoth- Timothy Oliphant are his parents? No, <laughs> you typecasting motherfucker! <laughs> it's uh, it's uh, Josh Duhamel. Josh Duhamel, that's right. <laughs> oh man, they're the exact like. Listen, okay, we can't get Timothy like, Oliphant. Who are we gonna get? Josh who's Duhamel? hotter though? According to The Office, it would probably Timothy be Oliphant's Timothy Oliphant's the hottest person ever. According to him or uh, Idris Elba, it's debatable, according to The Office. <laughs> uh, yeah, but that's all the actors and creators list. What, what were your just general thoughts on To All the Boys I've Loved Before? Um, I was really skeptical going into the movie. Same. I thought... Uh, 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 I think the only reason that I watched it... Well, I watched it with, uh, with Kate. Kate um, is Chris's shout girlfriend. Out, shout out to Kate. Hey, hey, babe. Love you. Um, yeah, I watched it with her, and uh, I think she had already watched it, and or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, and it, like it was just something I, I thought was just going to go down smooth and easy mm-hmm. to watch. Uh, and there's specific parts of that movie that I just I absolutely love. Yeah, there's some really great um, scenes in it. There, and there's a lot of stuff that I'm like, hmm, like, be careful there, mm-hmm. you know, like. Uh, uh, all of the the stuff with the the main two leads and them them uh, going through the the notebook together about the rules about their own yep. relationship. I really enjoyed that. Um, um, how about like their diner scenes where they actually like? It's kind of like we, we as an audience and the lead uh, girl. Uh, what is her character's name? Laura Jean. You get exposition into their backstory. You and you kind of learn about him while she's learning about him and, and, and he, he grows on you. Mm-hmm. You, they present him, they present him one way and you learn that he's not that mm-hmm. way. He's like the captain of like the lacrosse team. Mm-hmm. He's lacrosse in one movie and football in the other. I think mm-hmm. he's lacrosse in this one. Yes, he is. Cause <laughs> the, the final scene That's ends right. on he's a lacrosse, on lacrosse field. field. That's right. Yeah. Uh, I, I was, I enjoyed the writing of this movie more than the other two for like uh, by a landslide. Yeah. And we'll get to and it the was writing bu- of Sierra Burgess later. <laughs> yeah. But, uh, so is it the writer of this movie that you that you wanted to bring up? No. Nope. Oh, fuck. Nope. All right. It's the writer of Sierra Burgess that you're gonna be really shook. you're gonna be shook by, dude. Okay. Yeah. Um. So my my kind of just general thoughts about this one. This kind of falls into the vague category of like, maybe not my favorite types of movies, but maybe like my most common movies that I like to watch. I love watching coming of age stories. I love them. And based on, you know, stuff I like, it makes sense. You know, I love like Harry Potter and mm-hmm. all that kind of stuff. The Percy Jackson books mm-hmm. stuff. It's, it's like that young adult theme stuff. Mm-hmm. I, I'm really, I just really. Thundercats for me. Yeah. Thundercats for him. <laughs> sure. Uh, young Justice for me, you know, Teen Titans, stuff like that. Um, this kind of falls in that vague thing. Uh, and so that's kind of why I watched it. Cause when I, all three of these movies I watched because I had just gotten out of the hospital and I basically couldn't, and I was supposed to move here, went to the hospital, then couldn't move here, had to stay back in Florida for like an extra month. And I couldn't really work. You sprinted through rom-coms. Well, first, first I sprinted back through, I rewatched star Wars, the clone wars and star Wars rebels, which uh-huh. are both awesome. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, all right, 
I just watch a bunch of rom coms because they're just like you said they're they, they go down easy. Yeah, they're, they're so yeah, you know I was like easy, I have nothing good. to do and I was just something to watch. Watch a rom com, very mm-hmm. easy, goes down easy. So that's kind of why I watched all three of those. But like you said, this one I was like, you know, part of me was like, is this going to be like super geared toward high school girls, mm-hmm. middle school girls, and just be really like sappy and you know not a lot of you know stuff that anyone can connect to but mm-hmm. I found the, like, the characters really compelling I thought the acting was really good from the young especially the young leads mm-hmm. especially hot Noah <laughs> <laughs> and um, I, I one thing I liked is that it didn't become a love triangle movie it seemed in the beginning like it might become that mm-hmm. and then it doesn't yeah yeah it, well the relationship with Josh that's the yeah, best Josh. friend's name uh, yeah, the relationship she's with Josh one of the kind boys of fades who she's away. written a letter to. And like it, it's it, it still worked into the plot. It's mm-hmm. not like a complete like red herring that yeah. like that she has this relationship with Josh. Mm-hmm. Um, well, in the end, he's like the one who urges her to embrace the relationship with Hot Noah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it like it kind of reminded me of Sixteen Candles. Or okay. not, not Sixteen Candles, uh Pretty in Pink. Pretty in Pretty Pink. Pink. Which like I watched that movie recently. Okay. And it like they do have very uh like like parallels. similar tones and stuff, yeah, a lot of yeah. a lot of parallels. Um, but I, I would say that I like this movie even more than Pretty in Pink, which a lot oh, of people wow. would. People might beat you up for that. Yeah, people. But whenever really you say anything with, about classics, people you, get really precious yeah, uh, people with their very, John Hughes yeah. movies. Yeah. Um, which we will bring up uh, a character from a John Hughes. We will. Movie yes. Later on. So yeah, that was my thing. That, mm. Just the fact that this kind of falls into something that for me, it's a lot easier to get me to like a movie in this kind of genre than. You know, like, like I'm not a big fan of the horror genre. I have a lot harder time buying into horror movies than I do like a coming of age kind of easy, like easy listening movie. <laughs> like the way, way back is one of my favorite movies like ever. Mm-hmm. And that's mm-hmm. like that coming of age kind of movie. Right. Why do you think that you can't vibe with horror? I've never liked horror movies. Um, for the most part, I just don't buy it. I think, I think it's cause a lot of horror movies are low hanging fruit and uh, characters are stupid in them a lot. Is there any like other horror product that you actually like? I really, really enjoyed uh, A Quiet Place this year. It's one of my favorite movies of the year. Hmm. But that's like, and like, I really enjoyed last year Get Out, but both of them, I would argue, aren't really horror movies. They're more thrillers. Like, uh, yeah, I have like sort of a problem like quantifying them as like those specific genres. Yeah. Right? Cause like my favorite, a lot of my favorite stuff uses horror as an element. As, as, I as think, aside th- from I think using horror it, is awesome. Yeah. But yeah. it's like when you're like, here's the next, you know, here's the next Saw movie and here's the next, you know, uh, parent. I, I hated paranormal activity when I, I was like, this movie's stupid. I fucking. Yeah, I know. I loved it. You hyped it up super But it's also not... But I also didn't have the movie theater experience with Paranormal Activity, which you told me was like super important to your experience of seeing it. So uh, me, Jamie, our best friend Jamie, uh, as well as my girlfriend at the time, Allie, uh, we all went to see it on Halloween night. Oh, that's pretty cool. And literally after the movie, we were like, I was like, you guys can come come home and like, we'll we'll sleep in the living room. (laughs) We'll cuddle (laughs) up and and protect each other. That's funny. Yeah, we're no so you had that reaction, us. and I was like, "This is stupid." <clears throat> like, I didn't even want to finish it. Yeah, that's really sad, dude. I, I have I really that with appreciate a lot of horror movies, though. I just don't buy into them. Hmm. It's a weird thing. Although, although, like, I do uh, recognize that, like, like my favorite shit is stuff that like incorporates horror, or mm-hmm. like I enjoy more multi-genre shit. Um, well, like, 
Stranger Things is a perfect yeah. example. Um, that like I love Stranger Things. Incorporates so, okay. horror, but horror it incorporates romance. Categorizes horror, drama. and I really enjoy Stranger Things. Mm-hmm. I love Stranger Things, but like you said, it's it's not just horror. Yeah, it's it's multi genre. It's, it's, several it's, things. Yeah. yeah. And I think that's really important. And it's also character focused too, that's, I, I, which well, that's I think is, is, is I think is something that's like sort of lost in the horror genre too much. You might have just discovered why I don't vibe with horror. I love things that are I I mostly am drawn to things that are character driven. Yeah. So most horror movies are not. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and when when it's just like a a, a faceless woman running away from a, a scary yeah. killer, S- scared it, woman number one, scared yeah. woman number yeah yeah, it, 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 and you don't sink into. Yep. Um, have you seen Hereditary? No, but I've heard it's great. Oh, motherfucker. When that comes out, we'll, we'll do a, a spoiler episode for it. Cause yeah. that is fucking killer. Yeah. You told me that it was amazing. Yeah. There's a lot of, there's a lot of really good horror movies that are coming out. But like, that's recently. another thing though. Like Tony Collette's an amazing actress. Mm-hmm. So like, but there's a lot of, really that's good, something that I'd be really drawn to seeing the, the you're going to be drawn to the performances. I think the, the construction of like, like it's very cinematic. Mm-hmm. It, it's not, it's not like paint by numbers. Uh, and the, the writing's really good. The performances are good. Um, but also, like, they do drama really well. That's There's cool. a lot of really good family shit in that yeah. movie. Um, which is, I think, why well, I think they're going to like it. There's, yeah. uh, there's a lot of really good character work and cool. development shit. So. That was uh, a tangent. Yeah. Tangent. <laughs> good work. So to all the lo- boys I've loved before, general consensus, thumb, thumbs up. See it. Mm. Thumbs up. See it. So next will be our middle movie. Don't expect the best movie in the world, though, when you... Uh, Watch twelve, and if you don't more. like rom coms, like, you probably won't I, like so. It. I said that I like it more than Pretty in Pink. It's it still would not compare to any other John Hughes movie. Yeah, um, to the the top tier of John Hughes okay. movies in my okay. eyes. So the next one, set it up. Got your deets for you here. Set up is directed directed by Claire Scanlon, our second female director of the night. Um, she I uh, she had a bunch of directing credits from TV. She directed shows like The Office. The Mindy Project, Modern Family, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, Glow, and several others. She has tons of TV directing experience. Um, but this was like the biggest movie that I saw. You say Glow? The, yeah, the uh, Alison Brie <clears throat> wrestling show. Her, yeah, what does it stand for? The Gorgeous Ladies of Wrestling? Is that? That's probably right. I have not seen Glow. I've heard mm-hmm. very good things about it, though. Mm-hmm. Um, it's written by uh, Katie Silberman. Not a lot of history with her background. I think she was a writer on the, the Jay Baruchel show, um, Man Seeking Woman. That's basically all I saw. Uh, the cast, I'm going to lead off with the best part of the whole movie, is Zoe Deutsch. Uh, she plays Harper. She's been in basically just some random comedies that people might have forgotten, like Dirty Grandpa and Why Him with James Franco. Um, she was in the Richard Linklater movie, Everybody Wants Some, which I like that movie. I enjoyed that movie. And... Surprisingly, her co-star of this movie, also in that movie, also in Everybody Wants Some. Her co-star is named, his name is Glenn Powell. His character's name is Charlie. He's in Everybody Wants Some. Uh, he was, he played John Glenn in Hidden Figures. And he was, I thought this was funny. He was in The Dark Knight Rises. Oh, that's where I've seen him before. And he played, like, he's, he's credited as traitor <laughs> number, like, two or something like that. And I was like, it's kind of funny that his character in this movie could literally be that character. Just a random like dude at a business company. Mm-hmm. That's kind of funny to me. Uh, obviously, the uh, supporting leads kind of Lucy Liu plays Kirsten. Lucy Liu, number from Kill Bill, mm-hmm. Charlie's Angels, or a bunch of other stuff. Mm-hmm. And Tay Diggs plays Rick. Mm. Um, he's been in stuff like Chicago Rent. He was in Private Practice on television. And I included just because we both love him. Pete Davidson plays Duncan. 
uh, Pete Davidson of Saturday Night Saturday Why, would, Night why Live. wouldn't you include Pete and Davidson? Just because I included mostly, like I didn't include Zoe Deutsch's best friend because I was like, you know, Pete Davidson. Yeah, yeah I forgot about her. You forgot about her? She gives that nice wedding speech. It's cute. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. It's like yeah, the whole right. theme like, to the end of the yeah, movie. Yeah, true. I like you because I, I love you sorry, despite, I really like which I think is like kind of a flawed concept of a relationship. What? I like you because uh, I, I like you because I love you despite. It's like sweet, but like you could take it too far. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah I, I, I like you because you make me breakfast in the morning. Uh, I or I, I, I like love you, you despite the fact that you murder people. <laughs> exactly. There you go. Yeah. We've gone yeah. too far. Yeah. So, um, like I said, I'll go first on this one. I like it more than you, I think. Yes. But like if, so if I were to give this like a star rating on a 10 star system, first of all, we could do a whole episode on my thoughts on star systems because it drives me nuts that people treat them like school grades. If you're going to do one through 10, five has to be an average movie. Can't be seven. Doesn't make any sense. That makes like two through four useless. You know what I'm saying? Oh, you're talking about like IMDb? Yeah. Like IMDb does like a 10 star system. Drives me crazy that people treat it like school where a seven is a C and that's average. I don't like that. Yeah. It, it is kind of weird. It makes half it's... the numbers useless. Mm-hmm. You might as well be doing a five star system mm-hmm. and that's garbage. 10 star system. Five is average. Normally in a normal circumstance, I would say this is a completely average film five, but Zoe Deutsch is so good and so lovable in this movie that I bump it up a whole star she to a resonate six. resonate with me as... I, I do oh. like her. I, well, let's she's be my real, favorite though, part of the movie. There are specific things about the character that it makes sense that I would have really enjoyed it. She's got this, like... She, like, wants to be a sports writer. And, like, she, like, cries at sports stories. That's so cute. Right. It's so cute. Right. I can't handle it. She, like, makes fun of him because he wears a suit to a baseball game. like Which a, is like a Like an idiot. I'm sorry. That's a, that was... To me, that was dumb the like, fact that, that he such, did that like who wears a suit to that a dude that, that jerk off no one does that Ugh, i don't know you might be wrong how many baseball games do you go to i, I don't know I've been, I've been to a i think the last one i went to was a jumbo shrimp go game. jumbo shrimp baby <laughs> go, jacksonville go shrimp. jumbo shrimp shout out <laughs> go jumbo shrimp. shrimp up <laughs> yeah boy good uh, good shout out <laughs> uh, so th- the first time that i heard about this movie was actually through pete davidson and yeah i yeah, wasn't watching too. it specifically so uh, from he was his on Jim- like Fallon or something. Yeah, he yeah. was on Jimmy Fallon. But do you remember what happened? Like, like why he like he was on there because he got engaged to Ariana Grande. Well, yeah, <laughs> yeah, but he was also there to promote this movie. This movie, technically, set it up. technically, he was there to promote this movie. But we all know why he was really there for Ariana Grande. <laughs> uh, so th- that was funny. But also, Robert Pattinson was on the same episode. Oh, that's right, and he's like obsessed with that movie. And Robert Pattinson. He, was so in. and yeah, and he pitched that movie more than this movie. So I watched the movie Good Time. Yeah. Uh, everyone watched the movie Good Time because that movie is not forgettable, unlike this movie. Uh, uh, Robert Pattinson is a super underrated actor because of Twilight. Yeah, he's a great actor. Yeah. It's it's yeah it's kind of it's kind of sad that like mm-hmm. he's sort of been yeah people just think of him as <clears throat> thrown to the side like yeah Edward, just Edward, like Edward yeah, yeah Edward I got Cullen. there I got Edward there. Cullen um and yeah he's incredible in that movie and uh, uh, Pete Davidson the entire time he's <laughs> he's there to promote set it up uh, while he's on Jimmy Fallon but he, he just talks about uh, he's like, he's like he's like yeah I'm like barely in the movie <laughs> uh, but Robin Pattinson was in Good Time. <laughs> He should have been nominated for an Didn't Oscar. Didn't he have like a tattoo? He should have been nominated for an Oscar. Didn't he get like a good time tattoo? Uh, I don't know, but he's always posting it to his Instagram yeah, story. He, and shit. Yeah, 
that he's a funny dude. We both really like. I'm serious. Really it's like such Pete a good Davidson. movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, not a bad Pete Davidson impression. Thanks, man. I'm not gonna lie. Thanks. I mean, I, I practice it at night. Oh, I know. I yeah. hear you. I hear you in the other room. <laughs> uh, I, I, mean, I, I think that's you know, it's average. Yeah, to me, it's it's a forgettable movie. It's average, movie. but I bump it up because of how lovable Zoe Deutsch is. No, she's she is my favorite. I'll I'll say that she is yeah. my favorite part of the movie. For sure, it's just very. Oh, I had mer- well, I, I mentioned this to you like right after we watched it. I feel like there's like two types of couples in rom coms. There's like the ones that you believe are going to stay together, and the ones you don't. Mm-hmm. These this couple will not stay together. I gave them like six months. Despite their little, I love you. Despite bit, mm-hmm. I don't believe. I don't think it's got legs. Yeah. No, she's too good for him. She's too good for him, man. Yeah, it's not a lasting relationship. Yeah. All right, so we're gonna jump on to the headliner of this episode because <laughs> this movie. Let me tell you something. I was not expecting what we got when we watched this movie. So, my mom drove across country when I moved out here to move in with Chris. My mom was here for a few days. We watched, set it up, and Sierra Burgess and the, is a loser in back to back nights while my mom was here because I knew there were movies my mom would probably enjoy watching. Mm-hmm. I was thinking like Sierra Burgess is a loser. I was like, it's going to be like, you know, it'll be something like to all the boys I've loved before. Probably not as good, but we'll get to it. I'm going to give you the deets on it. Directed by uh, some dude named Ian Samuels. Couldn't find any, anything big in his history, but this writer, her name is Lindsay beer. And she has so many upcoming writing credits. You wouldn't believe she doesn't have like any past writing credits. But her upcoming... You ready for this list, dude? Tell me about it. So a lot of these she's on the writing team for because they're blockbuster films with writing, like six writers. Okay, so she's she's part of the staff. She's part of the writing staff. Right. She's on the writing team for Masters of the Universe, the He-Man movie that's coming out. She's on the writing team for Godzilla vs. Kong. Right? She's on the writing team for The King Killer Chronicle. Do you know what that is? Uh, yeah, it's based the on fantasy a, a novel book. by It's like best-selling. Fantasy novel, novel by Patrick Rothfuss. Directed by Sam Raimi, also produced by and music by Lynn Manuel Miranda. Holy shit! Yeah, dude, I'm super excited for the King Killer Chronicle movie. Oh my god! I don't know how to pronounce the dude's name, the lead's character's name. It's like Kyoth or Kvoth. I think it's Kyoth. It's spelled K. That's the main character's name. The main character's name K V O T H E. That's all I know. Is there about. is there uh, anybody attached? Uh, like actor? No actors, actors yet. No, no. Okay. Just the creative. Team. I've heard really good thing about. The I've good heard the books. About the books. I've never read it. Yeah. Yeah. Um, Sam Raimi directing huge writing or no, she was the only writer on this one. She's the, she's the sole writer. And then I know that Patrick Rothfuss is involved though. So he might be helping write the script. I don't know. That scares me. And Lin Manuel Miranda. That's dope. The coolest thing about Lin Manuel being involved is that the main character of the book is like a musician. So he's Mm going to be doing all the music and stuff similar to like, kind of like how he did for Moana. And is it like when I hear King Kriller Chronicles, is it like a fantasy? Yes. Okay, it is. Yes, he's like All a right. bard. All right. I don't know if he does magic or not. Does he have a loot? Probably. I don't know. Probably. And I've got one more for you. She's on the writing team for the upcoming Dungeons and Dragons movie, which may or may not be starring Ansel Elgort. He's like rumored. How do you do a Dungeons and Dragons movie? I don't. We, that's a topic for an entire other episode. <laughs> okay. Because okay. I will be getting into Dungeons and Dragons at some point, and it'll be a long discussion because I have a lot of love for D&D. Mm-hmm. But we'll talk about that on another episode. But it's just she's on she's on the writing scene for that one too. Okay, lots of blockbuster level movies. Dude, that big scares me. Stuff. That, it's scary. Like I want I want Godzilla and Kong to be good. I want and the one thing that's probably <laughs> bad about this movie is the writing. It's like Sierra Burgess is not hold well. On. I, okay. Hold on. Okay. Let's get through the cast and then we'll talk about the movie. So 
main star is Shannon Purser as Sierra Burgess, who everyone in the world knows as Barb, Barb. from Stranger Things. And I'm going to let you go at it for a second. <sighs> okay. <laughs> so if I'm you have, you loose. like, if you, if you are, have been under a rock and you haven't seen Stranger Things season one or two, mm-hmm. uh, and you haven't been keeping up with Stranger Things news, right? So in season one of Stranger Things, there is a character. I don't even. I don't even think this is a spoiler. There is a character that dies very early on. Uh, she's like the best friend of one of the main characters, and her name is Barb. Barb, right? And she got killed off in first or second episode. I think it was like the the fourth episode, third or fourth. I thought it was earlier than that, but I, I might be wrong. You Either just way, have this little, she gets this little respect for the character. <laughs> she gets killed off. And th- throughout her entire time being on that show, mm-hmm. I was like, she is the worst actress <laughs> on this show. I'm sorry. Oh, uh, what is okay. this? What is this person's name? Shannon Purser. Shannon well, Purser. I'm very sorry. Most but improved I award though. She's, she's solid she in this movie. At was she one eighty? Yeah. And in, in Sierra Burgess, <clears throat> she was not the, the problem with that movie. No, not, I, no, no. I sunk into her character. I, I sunk into Sierra Burgess, but as mm-hmm. her as Barb, I didn't like it. The reason like this it. is a hot take is because the internet is obsessed with Barb. The internet is obsessed with Barb because Hashtag they killed where her is off. Barb? They killed her off and then never addressed her again, which I, I, I don't, I think it was. People were like mad. They didn't find her body. Where's the body, man? I don't know. And they addressed it in season two. It was one of those things. It's, it's, it's interesting. You see, certain TV shows like that have a big internet following. You see these things that explode these hashtags and stuff. And it's like, it, it gets so big and loud. It's, and it's probably not even a majority of people. It's probably a minority of people that watch stranger things had this thought, but it's there's, you can be so loud on the internet mm-hmm. now. The, the creating the creative team of stranger, the Duffer brothers felt like they had to address it in the second season, mm-hmm. this minor character dying. Yeah. They had to be. They had to close the door on it's Barb. It's kind of. It's kind of ridiculous. Like, it's stupid. The 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 memory that evolved out of Barb's death. Like yeah. it, it was kind of silly. But it's. You're right. It, like it could like, be the minority of yeah. the people watching Stranger Things, and also even the people that are engaging in that memory. Yeah. Uh, Half of them are probably joking. Exactly. Like yeah. like some of them are just trolls or just like going on to the movement. Yeah. Where is Barb? But yeah. like because they also want to support Stranger all, Things. And, all because. Sinking into the world also means like sort of picking out like, oh, well, what happened with yeah. this character? Well, yeah, you, know? you of course you get those people that go nuts for their mm-hmm. favorite medium. But that's why people media, and both they want to know love everything. and hate George Lucas. You yeah. know what I mean? It's because like that they love Star Wars so much. And then like when he makes the prequels and shit like that, yeah. people are going to absolutely. You ruin everything I love about your thing. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. But yeah, I wanted to let you do your little rant on Barb because I know you're passionate about it. I agree with him. By I, the I'm, way. Not, Barb I'm not super passionate about her. I, just, I, I think that she's she's overrated. I, 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 nah. Next lead in Sierra Burgess is a loser is again Hot Noah. His character's name is Jamie in this film. There he is. And again, best part of the movie. Yeah. Best part of the movie. Yeah. Best actor in the movie. Most likable character. Mm-hmm. He's an even he's even more likable in this movie because in To All the Boys I've Loved Before, he. Is he's we slowly learn to like him. He's presented as a jock jerk, and we slowly learn that he's not. Mm-hmm. In this movie, 
right off the bat, he's like doing this nervous speech. He's like, can I have your number? And you're like, dude, you're way too sexy to act like that. Like, just go get that girl's number. You're hotter than she is. Mm -hmm. What are you doing, dude? Mm -hmm. And he goes back to like his nerdy friends. He's like, I got her number. And then he's like super nice all the time. He's got the deaf brother and he's, mm -hmm. he was like, he's like, he's going to be the first deaf. Like he's going to be like the best deaf quarterback. He's like this mm -hmm. super dude. He's like the ultimate dude. Mm -hmm. So again, just like super likable and stuff. Next actor, a dude that we both really like, R.J. Seiler, rep Jacksonville. I still have not seen uh, Lars and the Real Girl. Me or not Earl and the Dying Girl. You haven't seen. I've that seen stuff? Lars and the Real Girl. I haven't seen Me Earl. If and you're gonna get on me for Hereditary, I'm gonna get on you for Me and Earl. I and have Dying to see Girl. it. Yeah, love see. that movie. Did I ever tell you the story about? He's also uh, in Power Rangers. That was my other movie to throw out there. Uh, he's also a Jacksonville native. I said yeah, shout Jacksonville, out Jacksonville. Yeah, dog. Jacksonville native. Uh, we both lived in Jacksonville for a bit, so you yeah. know. Um, go Jacksonville Jumbo Shrimp. <laughs> did I ever tell you the story about like my coworker running into his family at like, yes, the premiere of a Power Rangers movie? But you have not told them. Okay, so uh, one of my coworkers, uh, Megan Anucci, shout out, shout man. out. Uh, she yeah, she was going to the Power Rangers premiere at like uh, the local theater in Jacksonville, and like noticed a bunch of people wearing blue Power Rangers t-shirts. Okay. And apparently it was like his we, whole we family were wearing blue Power Rangers t-shirts. And they're like, they're like, maybe I know, brother. So yeah, like there was a bunch of them wearing uh, blue Power Rangers t-shirts and like taking pictures next to like a cutout of oh, okay. uh, the blue Power Rangers okay. and stuff. Wait. And uh, they were like, oh, this is. Helmet on? Hmm? Helmet on or helmet off? Uh, I don't okay. know. Oh, you weren't yeah, there. You there. weren't there. <laughs> I wasn't there. This is like a, a third party. Story. You didn't ask your your coworker the important but questions. Like, <laughs> but they were uh, they were like, yeah, it's our son. Uh, like he moved out to Hollywood uh -huh. and he got super successful and stuff. So like that's another Dude, reason. Dude, RJ Siler's awesome. Yeah, that's another reason why. A, he's super talented. He's super likable. From Jacksonville and moved out to California and got super successful. Again, another so. just super charismatic dude. Mm -hmm. Um, Christine Froseff is Veronica. She's the, the mean girl that mm. we learn is not so mean. Mm -hmm. She is so stereotypically mean beyond like beyond mean in the beginning of the movie. It's, it's like ridiculous, mm -hmm. but we'll, we'll, we'll get there. Um, and then we wanted to shout out a couple of the, the parents again. Um, Leah Thompson plays Sierra Burgess's mom from back to the future. And Alan Ruck plays her dad from Ferris Bueller. If you know, and if you recognize that name, Ferris Bueller, He's Cameron from Ferris Bueller. Yeah. Now, also, Leah, Leah Thompson. Also, like the weirdest dad ever in this movie. Mm -hmm. He's so weird. Yeah, he's really strange. He's so weird. He's supposed to be like super He's like supposed to be stuff, a super like... genius writer, and he's just like always like quoting like, you know, lit literary figures to his daughter, and she has to like, she's like, that's easy. I know who that is. It's, like, it's really right, strange. All right, we get really it. Y'all are smart. <laughs> um, Leah Thompson uh, from one of the greatest movies of all time. Howard the Duck. Yes, she wasn't Howard the Duck. <laughs> she was in Howard the Duck. Yes, that's true. I've seen that movie way too many times. Uh, you've seen it enough for both of us. Dozens. Wow, Literally you've seen dozens. it enough for a dozen people then. Uh, yeah. Two dozen, arguably. Yeah. <clears throat> I really liked that movie when I was younger. But now? I, don't, I haven't seen it. All right, probably fair enough. Like that's like me with years. Beverly Hills Ninja. I'm afraid to watch it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's probably really bad. It probably right? sucks. That's yeah, probably really but bad. But when I was a kid, I loved that movie. Oh, Chris Farley. Yeah. Um, I had one more actor, uh, just because I'm a big fan of the show, This Is Us. Um, Chrissy Metz, who played the pageant mom, the hot girl's mom. Right. Uh, Veronica, Veronica. Yeah, Veronica was the character. Veronica's mom. 
she's from This Is Us. She's really good in that show. So I wanted mm-hmm. to throw her in there. All right, can we so let's can we dive get to in. the meat and potatoes? Let's dive in on this movie. So this movie starts out like your your basic average everyday below average movie. Super over the top characterizations of people. You know, like the dad is like this weird super genius and even Sierra's kind of like that. And then we mentioned the the Veronica is like overly mean. Like so mean that why would anyone ever like her? Mm-hmm. And her friends are the same way. She's got like two she's got her two buddies that are always with her and they're super mean to everybody. And then Hot Noah is like all nervous and you're like, What is hap why is everyone like a caricature of a person at the beginning of the movie? Mm-hmm. You get into it a little bit though. Once they start like doing the texting and the the whole bit of the movie, which th- this movie did they ever include any kind of graphics? That for was the a huge no. It would like th- so many movies do this that movie really well these days. Is all about a girl that's uh, yeah. basically catfishing a man. Yeah, basically, right? yeah. And it's, it's oh, it, the, the structure uh, of this is based movie around texting. Is based around texting, and you and, have to read the phone screen the whole movie. Yeah, well, and it's not even shot in a no, really good way. No, it's hard to read it. It's fucking hard they, to read. The so text. many, so many things now just do really easy. You know, air, you know, text bubbles. House of Cards does something. it really well. Yeah, it's so easy to do. It's just like you couldn't, you couldn't throw that in there in post. Help, 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 help your viewers out. Yeah, that's just uh, that's one frustration with this movie. There will be more. Yeah. But it, it's the, the movie starts out like really over the top and too much. But it's I think it settles in pretty well. Once you get to know the once they start revealing a little bit more of the characters and you get to know them a little better, there's there's some there's some good stuff. There's one, I would argue, great scene at the park when so Hot Noah's playing catch the with his first brother. football scene, best scene. Second football <sighs> scene. We're not there yet. You gotta calm down. <laughs> You've gotta calm down. We're not there yet. We will get there. This scene is great. No, hot Noah takes his deaf younger brother to the park. They're playing catch. RJ Siler and Barb are there doing like some community work or something because they're trying to get into good colleges. There's that weird bit throughout the movie that she's not good enough to get into a good school. That Barb, that lady's like, have you ever done anything like social media? Have you ever raised money for a, for a charity? Like what? 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 Yeah. You won't be able to get into a good college. She's got like a 600 GPA. She's fine. Like calm down. And she has like a super famous dad. She's fine. She can get in any school she wants. Mm-hmm. That was weird. Anyway, they're at the park and RJ Siler knows that she's catfishing this dude. And she's never, she's never talked to him in person. He like drags her over and is like, he starts talking. He's like, I want to play catch with you. And then he's introduced her. He's like, this is Sierra. And she pretends to be deaf. And it's a great bit. Because she- then she fakes sign language mm-hmm. and he hits her with the, did you just, I forget the exact line. But she's, he's like, did you just ask me to eat shit or something like that? Uh-huh. And it's so good. Yeah. It's a great bit. And then she has to like pretend to be deaf. Yeah. So yeah. Oh, it's so she, good. It's she really pretends good to be deaf without knowing that his little brother is also deaf. Yeah. And that he actually knows sign language. Yeah. So she it's so fakes good. sign language. Um, yeah. And it's, it's it is by far the, like, best, the best bit. It's they really can, clever. They, but the weird thing is that they connect in a weird way. I think it's, it's, it's like... They connect, but it's like super forced. You're like they like shake hands, and they're like, "Oh my god," you know mm-hmm. what I mean? I think it's more on her on her part I, than his. Yeah, and but he's just being super nice because he's just. A super but I nice also dude. like I I bought it. In no, that no, moment. you cert you super yeah. buy it uh-huh. in that moment. My other favorite scene of the movie was right before things go off the rails. This was like as far as I was willing to let them push it. Was the scene where Veronica goes on the date, pretend pretending that she's the girl 
that he has been texting, right? Mm-hmm. And Sierra is like telling her what to say to him throughout the date, like texting her what to say. And like, they're doing all these weird bits. And she's like, don't kiss him. Don't kiss him. Cause like, he's like my boyfriend, but you're catfishing him. So you have rights to nothing. It's this super weird thing, but he's like super into this girl. Cause he's been texting with her and he like, they did a whole bit where they like pretended to FaceTime, which was kind of, that was a funny bit Mm -hmm. where they acted like the internet was bad. So Mm -hmm. she was like mouthing what Sierra said, all this stuff. They do this bit and then he like leans in to kiss her and she like, She's hiding under the truck. So Veronica, like, that, she makes him close his eyes and she's like, don't open your eyes. I'm too nervous. And they do this thing where they like switch places and then Sierra kisses him and then runs away. And it's like, I was like, that was, it was like, it's like cute in the moment. You buy it in the moment. But I was like, that is as far as I will let you push things before I, I'm out, mm-hmm. before you, you dive out of my, um, it was towing the line. It towed the line. Straight up like, absurdity. It straddled the line. You were like, oh my you were like, God. Okay. You're, you're getting close here. You but just like, pulled I'm, it off. Yeah. I'm, I'm all right. Like, And then this movie gets to the... <clears throat> so... Straight up absurdity. They fucking straight ran right up through. absurdity. Yeah. It goes so off. It, this it movie going into the third act was in a... It's like when you have a lead in a football game in the fourth quarter. Just run the clock out. You had everything set up to do just a nice, clean bow tie ending and have a, a likable, nice movie. Mm-hmm. And they were like, "Nah, mm-hmm. we're gonna we're gonna go for it on fourth so down." So specifically, own what we were talking about is the football. The scene. football scene. So, I mean, if you're watching this, you've seen it, or you don't care. But Sierra sees Veronica kiss Noah, hot Noah, mm-hmm. and freaks out, which is so out of, one. It's so out of character because she is supposed to be a genius. Mm-hmm. The girl's just trying to hold up your cover for you. Yeah, exactly. That's like, what do you... If he goes in goes, for a kiss and she denies the kiss, yeah. then... He's like, going to be like, why don't you like me anymore? Like, and then, you're, the then your weird catfish relationship is over. Yeah, exactly. So, on top of that being out of character, she then goes and like releases like these weird... Uh, it was pictures of like her kissing her ex-boyfriend, I think. Yeah, yes, it was a picture yeah. of her kissing her ex-boyfriend. And she like sent it to like the whole school or something. And it, it's, it's, this, it's the most over the top shit you've ever seen. She sends like a picture out to like one person. And by the time the football game starts, everyone in the stands is like looking, is like, Oh my okay. God, can you believe the, it? The most preposterous part is that one person <laughs> gets a one, hold dude. of this, th- this picture and then goes to this laptop goes, that's controlling the scoreboard. And then he posts that he picture, plugs in his phone. And puts the picture up on, on the, the big scoreboard. screen. Not only does he do that, he does it in the middle of the game. And we have we not have only m- does he do that, he does it in the middle of a play. And I've mentioned before, I think, on the podcast, how I have a huge pet peeve for like bad choreographed sports mm-hmm. scenes. This movie has horrible. Yeah, we chore- brought that up chore- in the American Vandal yeah. too. Horribly choreographed episode. football scenes. Hot Noah is the quarterback, right? He gets the snap. He drops back to pass, and. He's presented as like a really good quarterback. So he should be reading the defense. <laughs> he should be like trying to find an open receiver. He should be feeling the rush. He does none of those things. He looks at the big screen, deciphers that it is a picture of his assumed girlfriend kissing her ex-boyfriend, and then gets sacked on the play. And that's just the beginning of the absurdity. He's co- he's He gets sacked, right? Then the girl, Veronica, who's a cheerleader, mm-hmm. and Sierra Burgess, who's in the marching band, both run out onto the field yeah. in the middle of the game and talk to him and talk to him. he like looks up and he just the first thing his coach runs out there and is like are you okay and the first thing he does he looks at them and he's like 
are you cheating on me? <laughs> and then they explain the whole catfish scenario the right there, the midfield. Field. Oh, and then they just cut. They just hard cut, I think. They just end it. They're like, all right, next scene. It was stupid as fuck. Dude. It was dumb. How it is, is that bad one? writing? Listen, I understand that high school kids can be mean, right? And that you want to present that as part of your movie. How is that one guy so evil? He has zero motivation. No motivation. We had never seen that character in any part of the movie I think we saw before. him like at, at a lunch table yeah. or something. But we, he, he has no, no drive You don't know do anything, anything about him. You yeah. don't, he has zero motive to do what he did. He's just like, like if they had just funny, like, I'm going to post it. If they had done like one scene where she is like mean to him, at least it'd be something. It'd still be stupid, but it'd be something. Yeah, like he's trying to get back at her. Yeah, it's still uh, stupid. Maybe it's something that they something. cut and like didn't yeah. think about. Dude, it's so bonkers out of this I wonder world. if the script is actually better than the movie itself. Probably. Like maybe if Probably. maybe they somehow edited out the talent. Well, that's one of the reasons I don't like if talking. This, if this girl is... That, that's one thing that Max Landis brings up all the to time. All the time. It's You can't judge a script unless you've read it. So and talking about the writing of a movie is hard to do. For those that don't know who uh, Max Landis is. Writer uh, of Chronicle. Uh, writer of Chronicle. He's very big, young screenwriter. He's yeah. like, what, 28, 29? I think he's, I think he's 30 now. Oh, he's 30 now? or 31. Okay, but still, but he's like prolific. Still young he's written a screenwriter of, wise. Of, he's still of scripts. Uh, yeah. yeah, certainly. Super prolific, but uh, son of John Landis, yeah. who directed Blues Brothers, the Thriller music video. Yep. Yep. Uh, big in the, like the eighties, right? Yeah, yeah. big eighties movie director. Uh, American Werewolf in London, which Max may be remaking as writer and director. Mm, Interesting, pretty cool. Um, mm. But yeah, he he brings that up a lot. That judging a movie script without reading it doesn't make any sense because you don't know how much got changed. By the director, by the actors, in the editing room, you, you can't know. Which I think, yeah, makes perfect a sense. A script is its but own project. If I'm going to judge a movie, uh, like I have to be able to reference its story somehow, yeah, right, and re- reference the the way that a movie tells yeah. its story. That might not go fall back on the script. It might. The script not. might be amazing. Yeah, but I I also think he was like he'll bring up uh, that you can't uh, you can't blame. The script on a bad a bad movie necessarily script, necessarily right? you can but not always True. a bad movie isn't always bad because it has a bad script but I also think that it doesn't work in the reverse like when you watch uh, Social Network mm-hmm. right Aaron specifically Sorkin. with great movies mm-hmm. you can pick up really well written shit like, well doesn't Aaron Sorkin direct it as well no no dog that's David Fincher. oh it's David Fincher duh. that's David Fincher duh sorry um, my bad no it's all right uh. But that movie, you pick up how well written it is. Like you, that like when you watch Social Network, you're not like hmm, this is. But you're also bringing up like someone who's debatably like the best screenwriter in the world. I, I agree. I I understand that Aaron Sorkin, and, and he's, he's a, not and just specifically dialogue. I, I wouldn't even say like he's the best screenwriter in the world, but his talent is very exhibitable. Like mm-hmm. it's easy yeah. to see. Yeah. It's very superficial. Like all of his dialogue is super sharp yeah. and it's very snappy, easy to see quick, how good yeah. the writing witty, is. Witty, dynamic um, dialogue. But yeah, so maybe we can't blame this person. That Maybe we can't Sierra blame Burgess. this girl who has all these writing jobs now. Because maybe that, yeah, yeah, maybe that Lindsay Beer script was amazing and for whatever reason, making movies is hard. They fucked it up. Yeah, um, it's hard. But it goes so off the rails. And those are all movies that I'm fucking really. Uh, those are interesting. I'm, they're interesting movies. Yeah, they're yeah. I'm especially Fuck. excited for. And I want them to be Godzilla good. Godzilla vs Kong. And the King Killer Chronicles and the Dungeon of Dragons movie. Uh, Not really the he. I don't. I mean the He Man movie. Did you see Skull Island? Yeah, I liked it. I liked it a lot. Yeah, I, I really it. enjoyed I it. it. Yeah, I think 
Mm, did I like it more than Godzilla? I did. Probably. I probably liked it as a whole more than Godzilla. But you know what the best out of Godzilla and Kong Skull Island is? Is the first Godzilla trailer is the best out of all of those things. Yeah. The first Godzilla trailer was so amazing. <laughs> oh, man. Um, but that's like the the football scene isn't like the end of the, the nonsense. It, it goes on to like not really tie any of this up. You know what I mean? It goes on to like her. Everyone just forgives her without her doing anything. Yeah, she she yeah she doesn't. There's no come up. She doesn't apologize to Veronica. Nope. She and Veronica only just apologizes like, oh, like... to one character, mm-hmm. and that is R.J. Siler. Yeah, her best friend, and he's like mad at her for being mean. He's like, I'm disappointed in you for doing that. I'm mad at and you. And he apologized. Yeah, she apologized. And then she to apologized him, which to him. wasn't the most like she needed to apologize to Veronica and to and Hadoa specifically. Yeah. Those two mostly. Yeah, those, like those are because the most throughout important. the movie, her and Veronica become really good friends. And then she does that to her. Yeah, uh, but he shows up at her driveway for prom. That's or whatever, that crazy. And takes her for because Veronica prom. tells him what happened. Veronica, out of the goodness of her heart, without ever being apologized to, calls up the dude and explains the whole situation. And we don't even see it; it's off screen. Mm-hmm. Without Sierra ever apologizing for being super mean to her, mm-hmm. she just does that. So in the end, see Sierra is someone who did not get her just desserts. She did not get them. Mm-hmm. She didn't get any desserts. She got hot Noah. And that's, that's a whole lot of desserts. That's a whole lot of dessert. Dang. <laughs> Come on now. Dang. Sierra Burgess is... Wackadoo. I don't even know how to give and it when a number. It's not Honestly, wackadoo. I don't know how to give it a number. It's it's wackadoo, and when it's not wackadoo, it's average. It's, it's, it's average. Yeah. So what is it, like a four? Would you go lower? On your scale, I would uh, give it a like five a five's an average. Is it a three? Is it so the not? It's, I, would give I it think a two you're right. Because I, I think I think saying it's average. I think that the set. I think set it up is better. Yeah, I would, I would give seven. Set like it up, throughout, I think set it up is truly that, average. five. That is it's like a truly average v- movie. V- like that movie is just like a vibration. Cookie cutter v- average. V- yeah, that's that's all that movie is. Very forgettable. Sierra Burgess slightly lower throughout, and then it goes off the rails. Yeah, I would say like like on your scale. I would put Sierra Burgess. This is the official like, Chris and Kyle podcast show scale, by the way. Okay. It's official. Nah, Five's okay average. I'm okay with that. <laughs> um, yeah, Sierra Burgess would be like two or three. Yeah, right? Battlefield Earth would be a one. <laughs> uh, and My Dinner with Andre, like negative six. This dude, this dude hates My Dinner with Andre. Woo, with a passion. Maybe we'll just do a spoiler episode for My Dinner with Andre so you can just rail on it. Fuck that. <laughs> Fuck. Oh, God. Do you have any other uh, any other thoughts movie. on these three movies, or do you want to wrap this up? Mm, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm ready. To I go. think the one thing to say about all of them in general: solid performances across the board from all actors. There yeah. was there was no one in any of these movies that I was like, oh geez. Yeah. Yeah. I can say that. Yeah. Cool. So that's gonna wrap it up for our spoiler episode, the Netflix rom com trio. Mm-hmm. Set it up. To all the boys I've loved before, in the most nonsense movie yet, Sierra Burgess is a loser. We know by the end we know that she is. She's a loser in character, even though I mean, she, she didn't doesn't even end up losing though. But I'm it should be Sierra Burgess is a character. Sierra Burgess is a is a meanie. Is a unearned winner. <laughs> there we go. Um, 
You can find me. And, <laughs> find like, me and Chris on like, our our, so, our separate social networks. She's like uh, the Demarcus Cousins of rom coms. Uh, the best center in the league, debatably. He ain't earning shit. <laughs> wow. Okay. All right. I mean, he's hurt, so he's literally not earning anything right now. But whatever. Um, you can find me on uh, Twitter and Instagram at Devinwell25. You can find Chris on Instagram and his website, Chris Michael Stott uh, for Instagram and ChrisMichaelStott.com. Boom for my you website. Can, if you want to read any of my shit, yeah, hit up um, the shows uh, platforms. We've got a Facebook page, we've got an Instagram page, we've got a Twitter. Uh, and we have our YouTube channel, all the Chris and Kyle show. Mm-hmm. Um, the Twitter handle is at or is at TCAX Pod, uh, T C A K S Pod. Um, if you are watching this on YouTube, you can check us out on podcast form, any podcasting platform. If you're, if all you're podcasting, you can hit us up on YouTube at the Chris and Kyle show. Watch our lovely faces talk about stuff. Um, we've got. Big episode coming up on Monday, regular scheduled programming, which is a regular long form episode of the show. Mm -hmm. And next spoiler episode is going to be Predator. Hmm? Predator. For a spoiler episode? Yeah, we're going to go see Predator and talk about it. Yes. Predator is getting panned, so this will be exciting. Dude, I'm excited for it. There's a lot of people in it that I like. Mm -hmm. I like Shane Black. I like Shane Black. We'll see. I'm going to go. We were talking about this, I think. I don't remember which episode we were talking about, you know, trying to go into movies and stuff with a more positive outlook. So I'm going to, I'm going to do that with predator. I'm not going to make me, I'm not going to try to make predator, make me like it. I'm going to let predator make me like it. You know yeah. what I'm saying? Yeah. Just let it in, let it in, just let open, it. open your arms wide just and make your body, race it, make your body ready. Um, we're also have a poll up for you guys to choose our last spoiler episode of the month. And we're going to do this every month. So, uh, we're going to keep it up until like the 15th every month, basically. This month, we're going to have four options. So you're basically going to send us to the movies, and we're going to talk about the movie that you send us to see. It's going to be between Venom, uh, A Star is Born, Bradley Cooper and Lady Gaga. Mm-hmm. Um, First Man. First Man, um, Ryan Gosling, directed by Damien Chazelle, which is, I'm super excited for mm-hmm. that. And uh, the El Royale movie, A Night at the El Royale. I can't remember the full exact title, but it's B- bad times at the bad El times at the El Royal. Way to be prepared. I'm not prepared. I'm sorry. <laughs> it's got Chris Hemsworth in it. And he dances. In the trailer uh, you you, you cool. guys are going to see the poll. You guys are going to see the yeah, poll. The poll be up. The poll's going to be up on Twitter and Facebook on our on the show's pages. So go check that out. <clears throat> Give us a vote. Send us to the movies. Please don't make me see Venom opening weekend. Uh, what? I really want to see Venom. Vote for Venom. No, listen. I'll see it. Just like I don't want to support it opening weekend. Click on Venom. Don't. Don't listen to him. Do Don't do it. Any of the other options are better. Um, I think that's all the reminders we've got to do. I think uh, I think we out. Stay weird. Stay weird. We, we out. out. <laughs>